Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, weebs and casuals alike? We are Baka and Cone. We are here to provide you with a deep dive into all the random anime shows and movies, new and old, interesting and bad, that you should know about. On today's show, we will have myself, Frankfurter, the scooting, uh, the scooter scooting, magically average, and our special guest, the cool, calm, collected Sam the Manga Man. Today, we are going to be talking about the brand new movie Goodbye Dong Gleese, which is out digitally today or physically on December twenty seventh. Fellas, how are we doing today? Not too bad. I already fucked up your name, so God knows yeah. we're gonna fuck something up for the rest of I this mean, recording. <laughs> in fairness, though, that's that's a common element to most of our podcasts, so I don't I don't attribute that to the day being good or bad. That's just a normalcy at this point. Yeah, that's true. Sam, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Thank God's Friday. Yeah, I'm good. Hell yeah. Um, since you are our guest and we have not had you on a show before, we always like to ask our new friends um, what your history with anime is, what your favorite anime is, um, just to kind of get you to know you better and have our audience get to know you a little bit better. So why don't you kick us off? What's your kind of history with uh, anime? Sure. Uh, I mean, I grew up with anime and like cartoons and stuff like that. I've before like never really grew up with cable so all i had was the local television where you can watch like pokemon digimon uh all the fox kids shows all the kids oh, wb yeah. shows though uh you have the Yu-Gi-Oh, you have the uh the uh teen titans you have the uh everything you have uh, anything that's on the local side that's only your saturday channel that's all i really had to grow up on and all those after school specials kind of cartoon shows that that you would get into uh i didn't at first i I've actually technically would grow up with anime because if you consider Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, you have um, all the other stuff that's from Foxbox that came into the U.S. Even though it wasn't the best dub version, I mean, it was it was what we got. Even, even I grew up with the One Piece rap too, so um, yeah, that's how I grew up with it. Uh, and then I just like discovered more as I like read on more because everybody would start it with Naruto, the One Piece, the Bleach. Uh, eventually, I read more than I watched because you you can't. I, there was no streaming service back then. In the day all you have to do is have YouTube and watching in two forty p in parts, three parts, and different videos and everything like that. That's how we oh, all yeah. grew up. In that. So yeah, instead of having to only get to spend five to seven minutes per video part, everything it's literally just me reading so much more of manga and all the series and stuff and. Yeah, it, it made me it stopped with anime for a while, and I just think it's strictly more of, with manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, I, I still allow a couple of animes in. Uh, favorite anime is still uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It is a good one. I mean, it, it is, you know, number one on Mal for 
a reason, but uh, other than, you know, the ravaged fan base that they have to downvote anybody that takes the number one spot. But it's, it is definitely a great show, and it, it's understandably a lot of people's favorites. I, I like the concept of allowing anime in. Like, he's a bouncer. It's like, <laughs> hang on, show me your credentials. 8.8 on Mal? Mm, you're not really cutting it. Get out of here. Yeah. Word, I guess. I just, I always end up watching and reading the smuttiest, etchiest stuff. So I don't really have high standards to begin with. No. No, you don't. Hey, but... I'm a. I'm a I'm a hoe when it comes to isekai stuff, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly the person to judge about that. So <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Oh man, you two are matched in, in this place. Heaven. Golly, I got but, straight edge Frank over here. Like I'm I only not, read, I only read not. stuff that's well recommended. Meanwhile, I'm like, what's the most ridiculous, just over the top thing I can find? I'll, sure let's read and it. here's the thing here's the thing i look out for you like the other week i told you i was like hey you should get it this you, uh the series of taku elf what what do you, i see a week and a half later on our tiktok fucking every volume of a taku elf you look out for me in a in a condescending way there was one time you sent me a one that was like oh hey i think you'd like this and it was like i'm into my half sister but also my mother and i might have a thing for also maybe my stepmom too it was some weird ass title and i was like so I, domestic girlfriend yeah basically but i was oh. like i don't i don't like you for it but i am probably going to read it so don't you, read you it know what don't read it no <laughs> no, no this is girlfriend no no no, no. No, I did end up, uh, I bought a series just today because the anime is coming out. It's 2.5 seduction, uh, dimensional seduction, I think. That I hear, that I did start, but, um, I haven't continued in a while. Yeah, I was like, oh, the anime is coming out. I was like, but it is sale, sure. It, it gets it gets sales. I mean, I yeah. I, I, I I can't understand Japanese culture. I'm sorry. I, I just don't understand <laughs> that. I don't even understand their comedy neither, so. Yeah, well, moving I'm here on to help support American sales. Yes, you are. But we are going to move on to the uh, movie that we watched this week. Goodbye, Don Gleese. This movie was directed by, uh, I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry. Ishizuka Atsuko, uh, who has also worked as an animator, storyboarder, and director on many shows, including Monster, Nana, Batum, No Game, No Life, A Place Further Than the Universe, Forest of Piano, and many, many others. This movie was animated by Studio Madhouse, which, if you live under a rock, is responsible for Trigun, Cardcaptor Sakura, Boogie Pop Phantom, Ninja Scroll, Hunter x Hunter, Death Note, and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. But those are some of like the huge names that they have under their belts. Um, this movie, uh, Goodbye Donglis, it consisted really of three main characters. They did have a few side ones, but they were really unimportant. The three main characters uh, were Roma, who was voiced by... Natsuki Hane, uh, Hane in Japanese, which they are noted for being Ken in Tokyo Ghoul, Takumi Aldini in Food Wars, and uh, Biscuit in Iron-Blooded Orphans, and our favorite, Otakawa in Odd Taxi. And then Roma was voiced by Adam MacArthur in English, who's noted for being Yuji in Jujutsu Kaisen, Chifuyu in Tokyo Revengers, and Taiyo in The Orbital Children, which if you have not seen The Orbital Children, it's about six episodes, it's on Netflix, Definitely worth a watch. Uh, that was our first main character, Roma. Second was Toto, who is voiced by Yuki, uh, Yuki Kaji in Japanese, who is noted for being Finny and Black Butler, Leon in Fairy Tale, and Aaron Yeager in Attack on Titan. Um, in English, they were voiced by Nick Wolfhard, who is the brother of Finn Wolfhard. But Nick's credits, uh, he only has one credit in the anime industry. He's got a few in other animated shows um but the other anime that he's noted in is yugo nansui uh in beyblade burst and then our last main character of the movie was drop who was voiced by yumu marase in japanese who's noted for being hinata in haikyuu uh iruma uh, iruma uh, suzuki in welcome to demon school iruma uh iruma kun and Kage and Ranking of Kings, just to name a few. Uh, both the, or all three voice actors and actresses, just amazing fucking work. They, they've been in anything and everything that you can probably think of. 
Um, but for Drop, the English voice actor was a fella named Jonathan Leon, who this is their second credit on IMDb at all. And their first being uh, Tomona in the teen version in the movie Inu-O, which came out last year. So those are our three uh, kind of main characters. This was really mostly like a slice of life coming of age tale for these three boys, these three 15-year-olds. Um, I mean, generally speaking, like Sam, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was good. Um, of course, Studio Madhouse is really well known for their animation and their arts and it, their beautiful scenes and beautiful landscapes, the waterfall, the fields, the uh, entire, it's very nice and uh, looked really good. Uh, there wasn't too much to really go into it. Uh, but I think that's actually absolutely fine for a slice of life. Honestly, it gave me that Goonies feel. Literally, it's the adventure kids literally like go on to adventure or like so and so that. But you're reducing it to three people, and you want to still have an adventure. You still want to have that experience, and you you have that one person who's actually very ill, and all he really wants is one last one last ride for an adventure. Really, after. Yeah. After just like he, he you, you you get a good, you have a good idea sense of what kind of character who he is, um, and the entire plot of the movie of like what is your treasure, I I think it's really well explained, well known, and well, uh, well thought out, well thought explained. Out. Yeah, yeah, I I tend to agree. I I actually really. I actually really love this movie. This is a very good example of a death of childhood um, type story, not just necessarily like, you know, kind of coming of manhood, but like I would say more so like this is quite literally the death of a childhood because from the very beginning of the movie, like they, they set the tone that this is not going to be the happiest movie, but it, it, it like that's just from like the first few seconds and then you kind of forget about it until about halfway through and you're like, Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. This is happening. This is this is not a happy movie, and um, yeah, I don't. I, I thought it was a very very good movie and a very well done, well animated, well executed about pretty much everything about it. Uh, magically average, Tyler. What did you think generally about this movie? Um, I thought it was a good movie. I I enjoyed the experience. I think I'm just more critical of it, maybe partly due to the hype that was around it, but also just partly due to sort of a lackluster ending, in my opinion. Um, so, I, I mean, you we didn't really go into the specifics of the movie all that much, more of just like the generalization of what occurred. But basically, it's three, well, two friends at the beginning, one of whom had gone out to Tokyo for high school. The other stayed in their countryside rural town to go into farming school but obviously has wants and strives for bigger and better life somehow just doesn't know where it is or how to get there um and then they also come across a new friend that just sort of not to like fucking be ironic or anything but drop in out of nowhere and his name is drop like legit does yeah uh there's really no lead up. It's just like, hey, friend who moved to Tokyo, and we should go by name. So Roma's the country bumpkin friend. Uh, is it Toto? Toto, yeah, he's the, he's the kid Tokyo that goes friend. to Japan. Or and then Drop Tokyo. is the Drop is the new kid who wears a little like dinosaur hoodie that I really want to get now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Roma is attached to their club that him and Toto made, which is the Donglees. And don't really get an explanation until further on about what that means. They always thought it was meant acorns in Japanese, but it ends up being don't glee, which is another way to express like happiness, essentially. Yeah. So it's like a little contrived, but I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. So, which by the way, real quick, I really love like as simple as it is, the like symbol for the acorn, the way they animated it, like I really like as a kind of a logo, I absolutely love the design of that acorn. Yeah. I mean like, it was nice and simple. Exactly. That that would be like something like I know how obsessed you are with tattoos. Like if I was obsessed with tattoos, I'd get that like on the inside of like my knuckle or something. Ooh, edgy. 
No, it's just you know, it's something simple and just yeah, out of out of you know sight, really. I would I would get it around your nipples, but anyway, I'm sure you would. Um, you rat bastard. Anywho, so they come they come across Drop, who had been hanging out with Roma, and the friend from Tokyo comes back for summer, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna get the gang back together. We're gonna do this. We're gonna hang out." Well, in in doing all of their childhood antics. Um, they're blamed for a forest fire because they were suspected to have lit fireworks off in the woods and caused a mass destruction of a portion of the forest. So then they were like, well, how do we clear our names? Well, we used a drone to fucking videotape it, but it shot off into oblivion. Let's go find it. So that's where the adventure starts. And then the adventure devolves into finding your treasure, like Sam had mentioned, which I really like that motif of searching for a treasure but it's not it's not one that's on a map it's not, it's not one that it's not but it, i mean it could be though that's the thing it's just it's not mm-hmm. one that's known right it's the treasure is what you're looking for like just it, it, it as a person as a you know moving on to your next step in life whatever it might be it's just it's finding that thing whether it is physical or not that you've been searching for just you might just not have known it all of your life until this very moment yeah and drop regales them with a tale about how he adventured off in iceland they're like what the fuck iceland he's like yeah my grandpa lived there shut up anyway um (laughs) moving on (laughs) yeah and how he he found his treasure in the form of uh, a golden waterfall and a red phone booth which you're like that's odd but okay and then this sort of spirals into Roma and Toto thinking about their lives. Toto being like, I don't know if I want to be a doctor. Studying sucks. I hate school. This is bullshit. My parents put put me into this from the very beginning. And this is just the path I've been pushed down from, you know, an early age. And then Roma's like, well, I'm stuck here in Countryville with no hopes of ever leaving. No real, like no path at all for me to even get out. I'm just in a rut for the most part, because I have no ambition, no drive to to do anything else. And then to make as they adventure self really. Yeah. And as they adventure, you know, they start putting pieces together and, and starting to kind of think about their lives up to this point and what got them there and what they're hopeful for moving forward. And then drop dies. I wouldn't I'm, say I'm like, I mean, like, not from that. I mean, well, no, because so, I mean, it was more. It was more because, like, yeah, no, they reflect. In... But that literally—that's what literally happens. They're like, they're like at the last point of their adventure, trying to find this drone to help clear their name. They reach the very end. They're like, shit, we didn't find it, and they have this huge moment of like drop being apologetic, saying like, I can't believe I took you on this adventure and almost got you guys killed. And then Roma being like, shut up. You don't ever apologize for that. We've had the best time of our lives. You apologizing mean that it was all for nothing. And we look at how far we've gotten together and individually. And then Toto's like crying or whatever. I don't know. And then Drop finds the drone. And they're like, holy shit, we did it. We mission accomplished. And as that scene plays out, they're sort of, again, like reflecting on everything that had occurred up to that very point when they started adventuring the day before. And you have the narration from Roma about what happened and they got back to town and what occurred afterwards and then drop died. Yeah. And that, that officially makes it the end of the Donglies, AKA goodbye Donglies like that. Yeah. I, I well, thought in that aspect, it was beautiful, but I also like, I think as a main character for Roma, like he was for all intents and purposes, the main character of this story. Um, I like if we're gonna pick a th- out of the three, I would say he would be. He um, was the narrator of the the entire movie, basically. This, so yeah, this, this is true. I think he was definitely the strongest character because I, I mean, him between him like finding his love for photography on this trip by like you know. Him seeing the photo showing, I think it was Toto and Toto pointing out. It was either Toto or Drop who pointed out, like, drop. no. Yeah, drop was like, hey, like, yeah, this whole photo is blue, but the whole subject was around the red speck that was in it. 
and him kind of realizing like holy shit here i thought this was an imperfection but no this was the main main character or main thing of this photo and just like him just kind of having this mind-blowing like you know uh epiphany epiphany yeah epiphany or revelation of just like holy shit there's more to photography than just trying to perfect one color or one thing in a photo Um, but and it's even more than that too because it they expanded out to him roma looking at not like the bigger picture like yeah. he was fo- so focused on the things right in front of him that he didn't notice some of the subtleties in the background because there's like the part where he it's almost like a throwaway part of, at towards the beginning of the episode right before they go on their adventure but his mom and uncle i believe are like at like asking him what they should name this new spinach that his his uncle had like crossbred and it was like massive and stuff and he was going to call it the the world tree which is yeah you just yeah Idris-o. Yeah. Idris-o, yeah and like he just kind of like goes on a ramble and then says it at the end and then he's like i, I gotta go and sprints and then at the very end of the like towards the end of the movie there's an article that says like like idrisil curry is now insanely popular or something and yep. it's like like that it's like you know if you catch it you're like oh shit that's kind of cool but then you again tie it into the whole the picture piece and some of the other elements that took you know other scenes that took place when they were adventuring and realize like his whole i had revelation throughout this time or his treasure that he found within himself was to not just look at the plain black and white that's in front of you but try to see through all of the you know that black and white into some of the gray areas and because that's where the real truth is behind a lot of you know what you're searching for that's when he you know he found his love for photography through that too because there's a he took a picture of the night sky and it's super blurry and he's like i'm gonna delete it and drops like no wait no this is like this is you you took this this is cool like you're focusing you're focusing too much on like the standard picture right you're not focusing on the person who took it and why they took it which is you taking it during a a you know a star or a meteor shower at night and what that meant to you and in, in terms of like when it was taken who you were with and why you took like the purpose yeah, the behind story it. the story behind it yeah so there's i i mean i i really enjoyed the movie for all those aspects i mean toto had his was very much more obvious with the fact that he just he didn't want to yeah. be forced into something that wasn't truly his own it was something that his parents wanted for him and his parents pushed for and he never really felt like he had a save for his future. His was more, more obvious. Tr- and then Drops was kind of, I guess, seeing it through his friend's eyes because he had experienced his treasure in Iceland. So his his whole well, no, his treasure this, was oh. making friends. Yeah, but it was mm-hmm. it was making friends, but then seeing them get their treasures, like watching them. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I thought it was the finally... I thought it was the I thought it was the other way around because Drops' treasure was to have friends helping me in my last feat adventure feat yeah, yeah. That, i mean it, it kind of hits you at the very very end of the movie where they they find the telephone booth that drop had mystically kind of given them a treasure map too which that was hilarious in its own right and kind of interesting but like they find the 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 telephone booth and they have like the coca-cola bottle and it's like his wish for whatever he can find you know for his treasure and it, it is spelled out like having an adventure one last adventure with my friends uh while I'm 15. So I think from yeah. that it it was one of those things that I think that the illness that he had it was very super just like the doctors knew when approximately he was going to pass and he knew that he had till 15. So him writing that like and it coming true was it was really kind of good but um Sam just to get your take on it like of all these kind of three treasures, which it, whether it be Roma looking at the big picture, drop finding friends, or you know, Toto making decisions for himself, I mean, which one did you like the most, or can you relate to any of them yourself? I mean, there's, I can technically relate to all, all of them. Well, I mean, except the dying part from Drop, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm let's not, let's I'm, hope I'm, not. Let's hope I'm not. not. No, but yeah, God forbid anything happens. Either. Yeah, um, sometimes. Uh, because what I the reason why I compare a lot to it within the Goonies is like these group of friends are outsiders. Literally, the whole reason why the Don Glees Club 
was made was because no one else was willing to interact with them. They thought they were weird. They didn't talk to anybody. They didn't know everybody keeps talking about them kind of thing. And the origin of Don Glees was don't glee, meaning to be unhappy, to be not be happy, not to be glad and stuff. But they, but the two, but Roma and Toto still had each other. And I guess the moment when Toto left to Tokyo, Roma was left by himself in like alone within the outsider group. And luckily, Drop happens to be there for him at that moment. And I, I would, I think, I would believe. And then that's when the summer came in. Toto came back just to see what's going on, as thinking that he left his childhood childhood's friend behind while he's still thinking about the childhood he's trying to think about the future it has all the messages in a way because while Toto was being pushed into being a doctor like most Asian family is I won't, I won't argue with that you're either you're either <laughs> an engineer you're, you're either engineer or a doctor you could be both but you know doctor doctor and engineer doesn't get you a job anywho uh, <laughs> uh, as I was saying yeah um it, it makes sense of why, like, when you have no ambition and goals and you have your parents' expectation, that's why, like, you know, you have no choice but to follow that same line of being a doctor and going to cram school and doing the whole studying stuff, even though you hate it and you don't like it. And you know you're not the smartest guy in class and he smartest guy in Tokyo and nothing. Because he was also comparing that moment, but he can't, he has to make that face in front of his uh, childhood friend where he has his old life together because everybody has, he learned, he accepted that everybody has to grow up, even his own child antic friend in that sort of way. Eh? But yeah, it was luckily drop was there like, yo, like we're still kind of young. We're still kind of kids, but really it's like, yo, I'm in my last couple, I have like a lot, one more year at least for living or a couple days, I believe. Can we just be kids for the last moment before I die? I don't want to like grow up to adult. I mean, I don't go to school. And I just literally just learned Japan, Japanese within a year kind of situation thing too. Cause I don't know many, I don't but have, I don't have an idea of how many few people from Iceland come all the way to Japan just to learn Japan, just so like you make the two friends that called him. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a lot of work. But. So, so that's, that's something I do want to talk about. Like I, I mentioned like, you know, do you have like when we were talking about like, you know, pre-show, Oh, what's your favorite character moment, gripes, et cetera. This is like the whole phone call. It's not necessarily a, a gr that's not a gripe as much as it is as it is another thing. I'm fine with you know anime being over the top and you know circumstantial and like oh my god throw you know logic all out the window. But there's one thing that logic can't throw out the window here that really kind of just like is like what the fuck? How is this phone booth in the middle of goddamn nowhere getting electricity? That is my don't, one gripe. Don't just think like, about it too much, kid. Remember what I say about engineer doctrine doesn't get jobs. <laughs> um, and and I, I mean, I graduated with electricity, with a master's in, in electricity engineering, but there's not much I can really tell you how that works. Really. Yeah, that was like my one like kind of fantasy over the top moment of just like, what the hell is going on here? How does this phone booth in the middle of goddamn nowhere, Iceland? next to this gorgeous ass fucking waterfall which madhouse just nailed that the fucking aesthetics of just being in the middle you know of nowhere iceland um, i mean have you met have you met makoto shinkai oh yes yeah. well not personally but i've seen his work yes yeah um, but i mean that was my one real big gripe with the movie is just how is this phone booth getting some you know electricity to even function but i i I love the fact that they find it at the end. There's a phone call. They answer it, and they're like, hello, I'm Japanese. Hello, who are you? And they just fucking hang up. It's just like, who was that? It's like, I don't know. And I, it's one of those things that, you know, with um, Shinkai and Hyao, he, I believe it was either Shinkai or somebody else, how they actually bring their movies in for, like to other movies that I wonder if she, uh, if the director, if she does another movie, if she brings this, like, that phone call into that next movie. That'd be kind of cool. Be interesting. Didn't, like, they said, like, they hanged up or, like, they, or they just didn't hear anybody or something. He just didn't uh, hear anybody. They said that they, the they hung up. They hung up the phone. Also, yes, it was Shinkai that does it. They think, uh, minor spoilers, like, 
in weathering with you they bring in one of the people from your name in like a brief scene so it's just one of those things that just like it would be kind of cool if we see this in another one of you know her movies coming up whenever that is yeah ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But um, I mean... Did y'all have any other kind of gripes or just like, I didn't like this about this movie? I had a few. Such as? Most of mine center around the pacing. I thought the pacing was pretty poor. Um, the For the majority of the movie, I would say, uh, I think it's only like an hour and a half or so. It's probably yeah. the first, I mean, it's the, an hour and five 10 minutes is just is like them adventuring like the, the introduction to the dunglies and the the gang and them doing all their childhood antics and you know as high schoolers now and then running off on their adventure and then it's sort of the ending point is like drop passing away and the dismantling of the dunglies base and you know kind of that very quick and, and jarring realization that oh yeah we're not kids anymore and and like we die like people die like that's a that's a reality that we're living with now and then the remaining 15ish 20ish minutes are them doing a speed run adventure to fucking iceland and i'm like get damn I mean, this would have been so much cooler if you know we had a bit more of this and it didn't feel like it was just a rush job at the very end to get to this phone booth like, I, I get what they were doing with it, and it, I mean, they can't blame the scenery. Everything about it was beautiful to watch. But in terms of, like, the pacing of the story and just how everything flowed from that up until that point, it was very methodical and slow, and you kind of felt at ease. And then the last portion, the last 15, 20-minute bit was just like, Bam, scene, bam, here they are riding a truck, bam, they're camping out in the woods, bam, they're going through a little crevasse, and then, oh, shit, bam, golden waterfall, which I, a horrible, just name it anything else instead of golden waterfall, please. <laughs> the whole time I was just, I wanted to make jokes while we were watching it, and I was like, no, no, I'll hold my tongue. But I, like, I am not a director, I am not a, a, a creative in any way when it comes to film. So my opinions don't mean shit in this regard, but if I were to have directed this this movie, I think it would have been fantastic to do the intersplicing of future and present leading up to the telephone booth point. I think that would have made it so much more interesting and left a lot of unknowns up until the very end because another piece to this, again, with the pacing and my own, my last gripe too, I promise is that early <laughs> on, they kind of, they kind of show their hands early on. Like be like drop is, is like just spilling the beans. Like I, I don't have a long time to be with you guys. And they're just like, I drops acting weird. Do you think he has bad? Did he eat something bad? Do you think he needs to use the restroom? And he's like, I, Oh man, I'm so jealous that you guys get to go to high school. Like, that must be so cool and they're like what is he talking about like high school sucks and he but basically he just at some point just gonna be like guys i'm fucking dying what do you not understand about this roma yeah, kind of catches on 
it, but, it did take him a little bit longer than you know one would think but i think yeah. also put put yourself in their shoes like do you really just want to ask this new kid that you kind of just met like Hey, are you dying? Like, why are you saying these no, things? No, 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 like, no. It's, I, I it's, mean, like, it's not. The, the, it, it's not for the. It's not for the characters. It's for the audience, right? Because uh, I'm speaking strictly from the audience standpoint. Because we knew early on, like, oh, this kid's gonna. He's about to drop fucking dead. That's what he's gonna do. Uh, and then the other pieces to it, like with Toto and being like, you know, oh, doctor, and I'm gonna be rich, and then kind of having this like these weird emotional moments when it relates to school and stuff, and being like, ah seems like he doesn't want to be a doctor and then you're like well nailed that one too doesn't want to be a doctor roma's was a bit more intricate in terms of like his treasure or what he found out about himself at the end so i'll give him that but everything's sort of spelled out at the very beginning the only real mystery and to frank's point nailed it is how the fuck is that telephone booth getting electricity in the goddamn <laughs> waterfall <laughs> no in all seriousness though like it it, it just it seemed like the ending was a little bit rushed and kind of just way more out there than it could have been or should have been given a lot of the like realities that were in the beginning. Like everything about the movie was like, you could imagine yourself kind of in those shoes, right? Middle school kids getting together and then, you know, getting off into high school and being like, you know what? I kind of want to relive that high school stinks. I'm I'm slowly, transitioning into adult life where I have more responsibilities and I'm maturing and things suck in general. So let's just do kid stuff. Like we've all been in those situations before, but none of us have ever traveled to a different country and found a phone booth in the middle of a giant waterfall area surrounded by mountains and glaciers and shit. Like that piece, that's the fantastical anime elements. I'll give them that, but just, Pacing in general, I thought was a little bit poor. Could have been better. If I would have directed it, directed this, it'd have been a ten out of ten, out of the park. Nailed it first time. Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, the whole shebang. Just saying. Sam, you got any gripes that you want to go on with? That you know, maybe not as long as you know Tyler did, but do you have anything to? Listen, if you're as amazing as no, I am, because like no. no, I was. I agree with most of the stuff that you said about the pacing, because yeah, a lot of it could have just move it along a little bit more, maybe get, expand a little bit more from the future tense-wise, because I'm pretty sure it was like a year or two. It had to be because they outgrew their hair. Yeah, the purpose donate of that their was hair. donate their hair the same way uh, Drop had to because he refused to cut his hair. If he's going to die anyway, let me just like donate my hair and give up like or anything that's up. Sam, are you insinuating that you're going to cut off dead people's hair to then donate for your own profits? That's evil, and sign me up. <laughs> you know how expensive hair is? <laughs> I do. No That's kidding. why we can, we can go into the business, Frank. But you, you, have, you, have to, you have to grow really, really long hair. But I anyway, don't want that besides that, yeah. on my hands. <laughs> Y'all have fun. <laughs> the, the pacing of it was a little slow in some parts. Like they, they explain how much of an outsider these guys are especially the scenery where they're in the classroom. Everybody keeps talking, to them, uh, talking about them, how they blame them about the fire. Um, you know, that stuff and this guy, uh, the discussions between them of, uh, how nobody want to talk to them. They're always picking on me. And like, actually, this is one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes was the moment where, um, you have drop and you have Toto dressed as women. And then like you have Roma just literally outskirt. And then you have that gif. It was the out of context gif that I sent. To yeah. So before before this movie had even come out in theaters, because I saw this uh, when it came out in theaters, I think in September or October, somewhere around there. And well, I'll brag about it. Yeah, I will. Fuck you. Anywho, uh, Sam and I were talking. <laughs> Sam and I were talking uh, before this movie had come out, and G Kids was promoting the movie, like you know, coming to theaters. Uh, fucking goodbye, Don Gleese. And then they had a gif of fucking. It was either Toto or Drop. I think it was Drop. It was both running. <laughs> it was just both of them running as females, and they're just like fake boobs, just bouncing up and down, just like while they're running. But it was just this out of context gif of just like what the fuck is going on in this movie? What the hell? But yeah, I I thought that that scene was kind of really fucking hilarious, and I mean it goes back to like kids hijinks. It's just like, yeah, how did you convince me to do this shit? My sister's gonna kill me. What the fuck? 
Like I, it, it, it kind, of, I don't know. It brought a huge smile to my face uh, in that regard. I mean, to to draw it on an example that Sam kept mentioning, it'd be like if you were to watch The Goonies and they got it promoted today, and it's just Chunk shaking his stomach. You're like, I don't know what this movie is or what it's about, but I like it. This looks yeah. interesting. So it, I I did want to go to that. You had mentioned that this reminds you a lot of The Goonies. It while it does have like Goonies feel to it, I think that this more so. To me, anyways, personally, I th- I equate this movie to being a lot more like Goodbye. Uh, sorry, not Goodbye, Don't Release. Um, <laughs> Lena or Stand by Me, the movie Stand, okay, Stand by, by Me, me where it's just true. four friends going. They're like, "Hey, you want to see a dead body?" And it's just like the loss of innocence and the loss of childhood there, in which they find a dead body and they're like, "Holy shit, everybody dies!" Like, and the fact that they almost get killed by bullies, it's just like. To me, there's a lot of diff- like similarities between those two movies um, in general that I really thought was awesome because like um, I feel like not a lot of people our age or even younger know what the hell Stand by Me is, other than the fact that classic. It's a, yeah, it's a classic, but like not a lot of people have really watched it. I feel like, let alone they just think, oh, it's just that song, uh, but like or the Lean on Me song, but it's just like. I don't know. I, I, I felt like it was a lot more closely tied to Stand By Me than it was The Goonies, but I could see the how you can spin it that way towards The Goonies because that is, for all intents and purposes, The Goonies is my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, I definitely, once you said that, I was like, oh shit, you're right. They're the outcasts. They're the freaks. They're the weirdos. They all get together and this is like, hey guys, this is our last, you know, hurrah. Instead of our houses being sold off and we have to move to different states, our fucking friend is about to die. Um, So, yeah, I I see the similarities between the two, and I I do really enjoy that, and I really wonder if what they kind of pulled from cinema to make this movie. Well, since Frank's mansplaining why his example is better, I guess I'll make I never even said better, it was better example. I said I would equate it more I to this. I equate it to Without a Paddle. How about that one? The Seth Green movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They're all, they're all childhood kids, and they were searching for that uh, treasure from the one adventurer. Who Without a Paddle, thought. they're like young adults. No, they were childhood they're kids 18, that got back they? together. Yeah, but they were childhood kids that hung out and went on adventures and got back together for this last adventure to go find uh, uh, something, whatever, that one adventure who had a big treasure that jumped out of an airplane. and 12 years after graduating from high school. Exactly. It's the same concept. Mine's better because they're in the woods, too. So poop on you. I mean, like... Um, Wow. (laughs) I mean, those are grown grown adults and all that stuff, like Nurse said. But at least with this... I say more with Goonies because it's all—it's all really is coming of age. Oh, yeah. Sam, no, you, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand that—that that was just a Frank. I think it's like the Goonies. I think Good Goodbye Don Glees is very much akin to Goonies in terms of like going off and finding a treasure of some kind, whether it exists or not, and the camaraderie of getting together and banding together for one last hurrah. Frank is I just guess... annoying, and his example sucks, so I have to try to one-up him. So it's not against you. Just so you know. Guests Thanks. are immune to my douchebaggery. Frank is Thank not. You. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah, it. You're welcome. Love it. There's also that Japanese culture or something. I'm not too sure. Like, when they know, like, someone's when someone's gone or someone's dead, it's, it's you just have to burn the house, or you burn down the... Like, with Fallen Alchemist, when they had to leave up the old life behind, they couldn't go back anymore same symbolized where they can't they can't have to leave their childhood behind because their friend died so they had to burn down their entire clubhouse and that um like just left it to dust and literally cheers on the the final coke even though toto was like yo next time you buying the coke next time sure not a problem and that's literally what led to the whole map and star of the location of the waterfall is which props the fucking uh drop for being being able to draw like uh fairly good shape of iceland and a full bottle of coke i swear to god i thought that was the u.s or something like that's a really poor choice i did too i was like wait that's florida definitely for sure i I was scared at first because when they showed the map on the coke bottles it like transitioned to like a world map and they were like trying to like make sure they had their flight plan of like where exactly they'll be going 
across the world <laughs> and it kind of like zoomed in for a split second on like ireland and scotland and i was like good god i hope you guys don't go there and think it's iceland you guys are still well off but yeah. yeah it was um it was a fun fun movie i definitely enjoyed the adventure but it it had moments where you you wish it could have been just a little bit better but still it was fun and now i just want to go adventure in iceland i guess yeah it no, did look nice all it made me that's all it made me want to do at the end agreed like agreed. even the, like the whole entire landscape and then the the uh, the one road where you actually need to have a car or a scooter or something like that just to travel. Yeah, also, I did find that a little weird. The the whole the fact that Drop was able to scooter on just a jank ass road when it's just like in real life you would just be stuck because it's mostly dirt and you're like, oh, how I've, the fuck do you drive? Like, I would have destroyed my ankles about thirty eight thousand times on my little scooter by that point. Yeah, yeah it would have been rough. Uh, real quick. Uh, did anyone else find it annoying that Roma thought his 12 square mile home was the only piece that he would ever know? And he emerged like two meters outside of it and was like, there's people out here. Was anyone else kind of infuriated by that piece? Because I, I wanted to kind of kick him right square in the teats for being such a ignorant little country bumpkin fuck. Yeah. Wait, from I, his I own think... home? Like, wait. Like... Outside of his harm field, if he went just too... They made it, he made it seem like everything was very far away, and yet they went to most places pretty, I mean, relatively easily within their own means. I think I think what he more so meant is that, like, you know how they, they're talking about their future, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to... I have to be a doctor because of my family from Toto. Like, and for being a country bumpkin, it's just like, hey, I'm only going to know this farm and its surroundings. I'm not going to really That's... know the city. I'm not going to know, you know, much else. I'm not going to venture far out. Well, That's yeah. Different. Is it? I mean, it you, don't also... to, you don't have to study to fucking leave your town. <laughs> you can just get on a bike. And ride. That yeah, was but that, my he only wouldn't break. have he wouldn't have needed a reason, but the find the drone was the reason to get out and go explore outside of this city. I yes. Town. Thank you for mansplaining You're the welcome. plot to me. What I'm Absolutely. saying is that he had just such a wonderment about things that you're like, you are live two inches away, sir. Just go and do it. Yeah. I mean, it was also the point where, like, again, they're outsiders and nobody really talks to them. He was the weirdo of the group, and he only had that one love interest for the girl. But she even moved to Iceland. Listen, Sam, uh, you don't need to you don't need yeah, to attack right. me in my middle school years either. Okay, I did things by myself, fine and dandy. All right, if I can too, some shithead that literally piles shit for his uncle for do an you, allowance can do the same thing. Do you want a cookie? Do you want a cookie for being able to do things outside of your own home? No, but Too I'll fucking bad. My, I don't have one anyways. My oatmeal stout Good instead. for you. Have fun with that. Um, enough, right? I, mean, it's like I, I mean, I got some Jameson. I got some wine. I got a soju here. <laughs> None of these things are cookies, and I love the fact that we're at the age now where we're like, you want a cookie? You're like, no, I'll just have a beer. Yeah. But, uh, cool. let's let's get some final thoughts, and let's, let's place a bow on top of this. Um, just overall thoughts. Uh, Sam, what did you kind of just like? What would you rate it? What what were the highs and you know of this watch to you? Uh, I would give it a seven point five or an eight out of ten because it is a good movie. It's a good, really good coming of age slice of life movie. Uh, but I I do agree that the pacing is a little like slow, a little bit out there for for, for the entirety of it. And I, I get the con you kind of get understand the concept where like it's not about it's not about the destination it's the adventure it's the in between adventures that you're gonna have with, with it, and I guess that's the entire reason of the almost like time skip from from that last fifteen minutes of the movie where you're going from Japan all the way to Iceland and the whole reason why you're traveling all the way there is because your your dead friend gave you the map of where the location is what gave him the inspiration, it was, yeah. What also helped cemented his inspiration was that phone call that he got. Because without that phone call, he would have never found that phone booth. And then so and so quote, he would have not been able to find his treasure. 
Next thing you know, the uh, the phone call was to two Japanese people. He probably did not even understand Japanese during that time. We're just talking randomly, and I'm that. I guess that plot really like that didn't make any sense. He, you recognize two Japanese voices. You you somehow find them in a rural country bumpkin place. You find one of them, and then if you find one of them, you, the other one will come in afterwards and stuff like that. Bound to show up somewhere. But you were inspired by Toto, who was giving you that speech. Hey, come on, this is your 15. This is your last hurrah adventure. You got to at least do something, like, memorable in your last final year. You got to talk to the girl you love, right? Adventure, like, so, so drop new Japanese, and literally, what, it's a one-to-one -one translation, and these are the same guys that mistakenly of how to get the Don Glees, is Don't Glee, the English translation, as well as a Twinkle, twinkle, little star, miss, and like weird oh lyrics that, thing. Yeah, I forgot so about that too. I forgot. Um, that I forgot might have been my that. grips. That, that actually would have been my grips. So I was like, yeah, I didn't really need that. The the one thing that I, I actually, you reminded me of that. I had seen it in theaters and I had blocked that scene out of my head. The twinkle, twinkle, little star where they start singing that. I, I was annoyed. The, I saw <laughs> I the movie. I saw the movie subtitled originally. I didn't see it dubbed. And the it, it's just like. I wish they had just sung it in Japanese because they sang it in English in the dub or in the subtitled version. And it it was a little painful and I wish they had just sang it L lucky in their native tongue. I watch both times dubs. <laughs> I watch oh both gosh. times dubs. Lucky you. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's it's um it's not it's not the greatest. I wish they had sang it in their natural tongue, like in Japanese, because in the broken It was English, just corny. It was just it was a little corny. So, it was so difficult to watch. Um but I, I Tyler, I'll get to you after, but for me, I would definitely give this movie like an eight point five, eight point seven five out of ten. Um I absolutely loved it. I could forgive the pacing a little bit because I thought the journey was so good. Um, if I had to blame anything on the pacing, I think that the time that they spent near that kind of pond waterfall thing was a little bit too much. Um, I understand why they did it. They did a lot of exposition there about, you know, to uh, Toto's, you know, treasure and him wanting to, you know, be his own man. I understand why they did it. I think they spent a little bit too much time there and they could have expanded the after greenland like i would have loved to see you know at, like they kind of end it with him in greenland and then the girl in new york kind of looking up and they're like having that like oh we're looking at the same star or oh we're looking at the same moon or whatever kind of moment i would have actually loved to see them go a little bit further and see like 10 years down the line of or like you know have the credits be like hey these are the photos that we took throughout the movie and then here are the photos that uh oh shit what's his name uh that roma did like after iceland and like this is who he became and this is who toto became i think that adding that little bit of extra detail at the end during the credits would have been amazing but uh overall i i didn't have as much of a gripe with the pacing as i think you both did i, I but so that would to me would give an 8.5 8.75 i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie and I do kind of want that acorn tattooed somewhere because it's so fucking adorable. It's such a good design. Right around the nipples. Sure. What about you, Tyler? <clears throat> last last um, final thoughts. I would give it a seven. I, I think the, the pacing alone, it makes the movie sort of split into two. There's the adventuring portion at the beginning, and then there's the transition post drops death, um, quick sporadic trip to Iceland where they find the piss waterfall a powered telephone booth um it, it, in my mind if again if i were to direct it i would have done like present future that would have been cool truthfully though when i was watching it my first thought was you know what would have made this movie even better if they almost stopped it when they went onto like the plane again because the beginning of the movie the first scene is them riding their bikes they're going to somewhere, they're scrambling around, and they find they see the airport and they see a plane overcoming, and then it transitions to what is technically the past where they go on their adventure. It would have been really cool to just stop it there. I don't mind a movie that doesn't spell everything out for you. Right? There can be mystery. You don't know where they're traveling to. You know that Toto and Roma are together. You know that Roma's obviously trying to experiment and, and fiddle around with photography. That's really cool he's starting to learn a bit more just through trade and 
again, seeing the finer details in all of his images, you know that Toto is obviously not going back to cram school to go into to to medical school. So what's he going to do with his life? Who knows? He's kind of open to do whatever he wants because he's not subjected to what his parents want him to do, which is go and be a doctor. I kind of like the mystery. You can add that too, right? You don't have to just be like, and then they went to Iceland and they found the phone booth and everything was hunky-dory and then they traveled back and yay, they looked at the stars at the same time as that one random-ass girl in New York. Hooray! Like, <laughs> I, either give us some more mystery and let, let the viewers think about it or, you know, just just lay it all out, right? Continue on that adventure like you were saying, Frank. Add the then, add the images at the end in the credits, right? Show them what happened after Iceland. So it, it just, it, to me, it seemed like there was a lot more they could have done and where they finished it, I wasn't all that too pleased with. Um, again, I, I like the slow pace of an adventure. I love JRL token stuff. Like, I can read The Hobbit every single year and I still find it extremely enjoyable. And that shit, he can spend three pages describing a flower on the road that they're traveling down, right? I don't mind that. I, I think that's great for adventuring. But for you to kind of halt it and then do a really quick, energetic, just sort of flash adventure in Iceland just completely deviates from the original pacing. So, again, it, it is a very fun movie to watch. I had a lot of joy when I was watching it. It brought back a lot of nostalgia from being a kid and just running around the neighborhood and doing whatever. So I, I liked it for that piece, but just wanted a little bit more from it. So I'd give it I'd give it a solid seven. Not going to move it down anymore, but probably not going to move it up at all either. Fair I enough. would just consider that last scene, this madhouse flexing their animation styles. Really, Oh, oh yeah. God. They're it always flexing. That piss waterfall was gorgeous. Yeah, and fucking... <laughs> uh, God damn it. I'm always forgetting Roma's name. And Roma being like... This won't fit into one photo, like photo. This won't fit into one. I have to like take a, you know, multiple photos to capture this whole thing. So it's just like I feel like. Well, I'm just like panorama photo, bitch. Yeah, but yes. I feel like I don't know. To me, I feel like him not taking a photo in that and actually living in the moment. Other than the fact that you know the the phone booth takes him away from that moment. I think that that was also something kind of just like, hey, know when to live in the moment. It's very but, symbolic, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great movie overall. I think we all agree that it was like at least a good movie, uh, if not. It was great. fun. Yeah, but it was. It, it was still passed. Yeah, it still yeah. passed. Yeah. But um, thank you all for joining us today, Sam. Uh, because you are new here, and uh, where can you f or where can people find you and keep up? With where you? can you find people? Where can Sam? you find people, Sam? Sam, tell us. Don't you think I would have? Don't you think I would have told people? <laughs> Tell us now, where can we find these people that Frank is talking about? Where can we find the people that is you, Sam? Where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can find me at Santa Mega Man with all my uh, socials. Um, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitch. Uh, Facebook? Facebook, too, yeah. Uh, I got I got reached I got reached a boomer somehow. Um, <laughs> uh, That's fair. I haven't, I haven't touched TikTok, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if I want to touch them in none of those. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. Yeah, yeah, but the Zoomers now. Oh, God. <sighs> but enough. yeah, send them a man, all my socials, everything from there. Cool. We will have that in the uh, descriptions below. So thank you for joining us, uh, Sam, and thank you all oh, for thanks listening. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for everybody out there listening. Uh, thank you for joining us today. If you have any suggestions on what we should watch next, please send them our way by giving us a tweet at Bakako Podcasts. Uh, we also want to thank Akano from SoundCloud for our intro song. But until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.